Hi, I'm Robin Renee, and you are listening to The Leftscape, The Shape of Progressive Conversation. Hi, I'm Mary McGinley. Hi, I'm Wendy Sheridan. We would really appreciate if you would rate us on iTunes uh, with a five-star rating, if your conscience will allow you to do that, because we don't have enough ratings or reviews for them to start showing up on our listing, and that would be freaking awesome if you could do that for us. Um, and you can find us on iTunes. You can also find us on our website at leftscape.com, where we usually have links and other things um, that we're talking about in our episodes. Uh, we have a Facebook page, which is also Leftscape, and we are on Twitter and Instagram at Leftscape. So that's, and also we have an email address, which would be insight at leftscape.com. So we'd love to hear from you. I just want to give a shout out to the Bi Illuminati of Facebook and also by Twitter for sharing our episode number five on bisexuality so much. It was really nice to see people uh, connect to that episode. Thanks especially to Larry Nelson and Cynthia Connors, and I'm sure lots of other folks who uh, shared it to all the groups and people who are interested. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks thank so you. much. Thank you so much. <laughs> So today is the Nelson Mandela International Day, and it's also National Caviar Day and National Hot Dog Day. So I, I guess that's so people of all economic <laughs> or all tastes can eat some fancy food. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, might, I, I think I'll have pes to. pescatarian, you can eat caviar. I was going to say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go for the veggie versions of those things if I'm not sure what those would be. Well, I do like uh, non, not dogs, so not dogs. that could work for not me. <laughs> I don't know what the veggie version of caviar would be. Maybe capers? That might work. Capers, mm. really salty capers. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they look vaguely caviar-esque. Yeah, I, I put capers on my caviar. Okay. There you go. <laughs> It's also, this week is also Everybody Deserves a Massage Week. And I have uh, some very good friends that are massage therapists. So please uh, go get your massages and pay them. And uh, I, I, I find it interesting that it's called Everybody Deserves a Massage Week. Of course we deserve a massage. <laughs> but whether we get one or not is another thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get one. I need one really desperately. That's, that sounds like a good idea to me yeah. too. <laughs> And on this day, which is, uh, what is today? Today is the 18th of July. Um, it's the anniversary in 64 AD. This is the anniversary of the Great Fire of Rome that started under Emperor Nero. And, you know, the, that whole story about Nero, Emperor Nero fiddling as Rome burns. Well, this is well, when, when... When did you smell smoke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also um, on this day, Adolf Hitler publishes Mein Kampf. Um, the original title was the catchy Four and a Half Years of Struggle Against Lies, Stupidity, and Cowardice. <laughs> That's a good title. That sounds like a lot of <laughs> subtitles these days. <laughs> Oh. It's, and that sounds like what's going on now. Yeah, it's kind of, I feel like I'm living that right now. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> one and a oh, half scary. years of lies, yeah. stupidity, and cowardice. Oh, <laughs> boy. Well, in 2012, Kim Jong-un 
was officially uh, appointed Supreme Leader of North Korea and given the rank of Marshal of the Korean People's Army on this day. This is a great day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A great day in history. And, <laughs> right. And I think it's also National Independent Retailers Week, isn't it? Oh, yes, it when is. It? Yes, it is. Thank you for reminding me. Um, mm. Yeah, so that's that's a, a week to uh, avoid the big box stores and buy from your little mom and pops or get something that you've been looking at on the Etsy site that you've been like debating about getting. Get it because you're... Um, your independent retailers literally depend on you for their li livelihood. Uh, and those of us that are trying to make it in, uh, in this gig economy, uh, we really appreciate your business. Absolutely. Buy CDs from CD Baby or like similar <laughs> stores too. <laughs> it, does, it helps. It helps all the time. Absolutely. Uh, so speaking of music, we got some news uh, over the weekend that Elvis Costello, who is a, one of my absolute favorite songwriters, is, well, had been suffering from an aggressive cancer. He had an operation uh, about a month or so ago, I believe is what it said. Uh, it was a very small area, then they supposedly got it all, but he went canceling the end of his UK tour to rest. His doctor said, you know, you really need to not be on the road right now. So I, I'm scared and I'm also really optimistic that hopefully they're telling the truth that it was something that they most, that they got and that he can just recuperate from and get back to making awesome music. He's got, um, he's got some dates planned for the fall in New Jersey near us. And mm -hmm. I want to, I want him to be there and be healthy, and I'm going to get a ticket to magically <laughs> intend his health and wellness because Elvis has gotten me through so much for so many years. He's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's send out prayers and positive energy to him. Indeed. Indeed. Absolutely. And I'm glad he's listening to his doctors and resting because. Yes. Yeah. That's a good thing. And in London, um, London Pride had kind of a surprise. There was a group of anti-trans lesbians who met the parade and laid down in the street so that people couldn't pass. And they eventually wound up marching in front of the parade for a time. And it was a really difficult, strange time. They, their, their intention was to say that trans women are erasing lesbians by insisting that they are women and that lesbians should be attracted to them or there's something what? i can't what? quite understand the argument but it seems to be that it you know trans women claiming womanhood felt it felt as if it was erasing lesbianism and that's their okay. stance and many I, many I need more to people i need to see their math on that Really it it do. doesn't quite add up to me either. <laughs> and I think that's true of most people in the parade were really upset that they wound up appearing to be leading the parade at a certain point and that they weren't ejected or it, there was it was a lot of it was a lot of controversy and there's a lot of controversy around the issues of erasure in general right now. But that was um, a really upsetting experience for most of the people marching as far as I can understand and what I 
what I read. And it's uh, definitely a an issue to keep an eye on. The idea of one person's identity negates or diminishes another seems to be a trend a little bit in the LGBTQ community right now, which concerns me. And this was one that I was not fully aware of. So oh, it's something I, that really came to mind. I've been aware. There's a term for that. It's TERF, which, and it's not, it's not limited to the lesbian community because TERF stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. Yes. And well, I was aware of that term, but I just didn't know what, the what particular does that mean? argument. What does that mean? It means that there are, there is a group of feminists or people who seem to identify as feminist who do not want to include uh, trans women because they don't believe that they're, quote, real women, unquote. Oh, and okay. Yeah, and it, it's, uh, you know, it, 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 the first time I, and it was before even the term was coined, um, I heard about this, uh, God, it's got to be at least 10 years ago at this point, and it's probably more than that, um, mm when there was a, uh, a Dianic Wiccan circle at a pagan um, convention, and I don't remember the name of the convention, but it was like a hotel convention and not like a pagan festival kind of thing, but it was a Dianic Wiccan circle, and, they, and a, a trans woman showed up, and they wouldn't let her in, and there was a lot of controversy on, on LiveJournal. This is like how old this was, so it's probably even more than 10 years ago that this happened, and... and um, there was a lot of uh, a lot of drama around that event, and mm-hmm. and and then one of my uh, one of my friends on Facebook got uh, put in Facebook jail because uh, somebody decided because they used uh, they posted a meme that used the the turf phrase and I guess someone decided turf was hate speech. It's like uh uh-uh. uh. How it's is turf, descriptive in how my is mind. How hate speech? It's not, right. It's not hate speech. It's just what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but yeah, that's something that I was certainly aware of. That Michigan Women's Festival had a lot of controversy over that, in particular. Um, the thing that I was surprised at was that the the claim seemed to be that because trans women claim womanhood, it diminishes or erases the identity of lesbians. I, I don't I, get that. Like I said, and I, I, I that need to either. see their math. I, I need yeah. to see their math on that. They need to what? show their work because I, I don't understand that. Um, I think that, that will be a future topic. I have a oh, lot yeah. of thoughts on yeah. this. So. Yeah, cool. there was actually an episode in Transparent that dealt with this too oh. in the TV show. Yeah. yeah. Um, I... I think what's odd, at least as far as feminists goes, the idea of having someone who's a trans woman, I think is actually very useful because there is somebody who's seen both sides of the coin. You know, like they've had the experience of, um, I was reading uh, about a woman who was a scientist and she, before she transitioned, she did a lot of work and and, uh, wrote things and then and then when she transitioned, she wrote more papers on, on her field. And somebody was coming to her and, and telling her, um, oh, uh, it was somebody she worked with. He said, your brother wrote these really good things. You should write as good as your brother. And he was referring to her, 
when she was a man. And so it was an interesting idea of seeing how the different experiences, how one person can experience it from both sides. And I don't know, I, I find that uh, useful. So, uh, so this, people. This is this is the uncomfortable topic where Robin gets to point fingers at the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Has, been, hashtag yeah. living while black. Living while black is uh, it's a strange, cruel world sometimes, especially if you're you know having a barbecue or selling water or, <laughs> or existing. Or... <laughs> yeah, basically existing. Um, we were just, you know, looking at a lot of the news stories that are out right now, um, just about people doing normal everyday stuff, moving into an apartment, you know, um, and getting the cops called on them or otherwise harassed. And it's uh, it's kind of a scary thing. But it's it's I'm happy that we have cell phones these days, and these things are very visible. Mm-hmm. Well, you're happy well, that, that some people question. have cell phones. Um, yeah. I think I think that the main the main point of contention is is white people calling nine one one for black people existing in their eyesight. And well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the overall topic. And and Mary, so I think cell phones are used but, for good and ill in these yeah. stories, basically. <laughs> but the point is though the cell phones are being used to capture pictures of the white person who's calling on a cell phone and and uh, blasting that out um, to shame them for doing this. So I guess what my one, I actually posted this topic because I'm thinking, I wanted to ask, has this actually been going on all along or, or it's just that we're capturing it now because of social media? Now we're seeing how how ridiculous this is. I mean, a lot of worse things have been going on for a long time, seriously. Yeah. You know, um, for me, getting pulled over while driving while black has been a thing. Um, it's not happened super recently, but within the last couple of years. I remember uh, I re- we, I, we yeah, did a podcast yeah. on our old podcast I was about that. Say, I remember a long ago podcast. That once existed, in which I talked about this very topic because it happened on the way to recording the podcast. Yeah, actually. I remember that day. That was I was really pissed. Yeah, no, you were, you were, you were. It was driving while black and gender fluid because that was, I think, part of your rationale for why you thought you got pulled over because you were mm-hmm. presenting more male. I was presenting masculine. I was presenting hip hop actually that particular day because I had a backwards. Baseball cap, so I oh look like god. a young. Backwards I look like a young black. Cap. Oh my god. Male. So <laughs> yeah. that was. You look yeah, like I a definitely look a stereotype. Too young to drive. Oh. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it was. Yeah, I had a lot of of signifiers that marked me as someone who could be dangerous. You know. Um, no, as someone who could be harassed. Let's let's. Yeah, because yeah, you didn't look you're dangerous. Not dangerous. It's, well, no, of course I'm not, but I I think that the the subconscious thought about black men is that they are more likely to be up to something, mm. not 
not good, you know. And and sometimes I think cops just want to harass and maybe, oh, I'm going to stop this person because they might have drugs or just because I can, or they might not even think it consciously, but I think the implicit bias is there yeah. toward mm-hmm. male presenting black folks, you know? Yes, yeah. yes, definitely. And, and it's, it's, I, I don't know why the police seem to have this thing in there there's this bias in their head i mean it could be that we they they... had started it by saying it was statistics i mean that that was their excuse Mm -hmm. well that could be you know one of those self-fulfilling prophecies you know i mean yeah everybody more black people than or, or there, there like may be more black people or there's are doing things more convictions of black people because they do that that's, that's because they want them in prison for other reasons because you know like like you have i mean this is the, this is something you see a lot you have like a, a white person with the same charge of the same crime they get either a fine or they get le- released or they get like a, you know a slap on the wrist sentence and you know, a person of color is is doing you know fifteen to twenty. Mm-hmm. The same. Crime. I read that that actually starts very early, like someone mm-hmm. in kindergarten or first grade, who's a person of color is more likely to get a more stringent punishment or to get expelled or, you know, suspended, as opposed to someone who's like, oh, he's just he's just a, a little active. He's you know. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Yeah. So that is a thing that can start very early and I think it starts that pattern, you know? But some of the things that are happening now, um, I haven't seen some of the more ridiculous ones as until recently. And I think that part of the thing is that they get captured on cell phone. Yeah. Video is part of it. I've been followed in stores when I'm new to the area and things like that. And that's sort of that law enforcement thing by the, by the company, you know. Yeah. Oh, here comes a lone black person. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow them to make sure they don't steal something. And which... I really I really hope that I when I I had a I had a job, and I think it was in between freshman sophomore year, you know, summer job in college. I was working for a security company. I think it was Brinks or Burns or something with a B. Um, and I got to I got to stand around. Um, like a, a large store it was Gemco, which is kind of like Costco, but it was for government employees. This was like in the you know in the late seventies, and and so I spent an hour at the front door making sure people didn't shoplift, and I spent an hour in the at the back warehouse door making sure the employees didn't steal shit. And um, yeah, there was a lot of trust all around there, and and I'm just hoping that I did not scrutinize people of color more closely than I scrutinized white people. And I, I also think, what is it for shoplifting? It's like teenage white girls are like the worst, aren't they? It's that's the statistic. Right. Stealing makeup and gum and stupid yeah, little, stuff, little right? things. Yeah. Little things. That's what I've heard. But yeah, well, but that doesn't necessarily get translated. But here's, here's the reason why I, I posted this though also was because, um, because of an article I was reading where it was enumerating the whole list of what's been happening lately in terms of the, the little girl se- selling water, 
the 12 year old boy who's mowing the lawn and and somebody calls on somebody called him. somebody on a kid mowing a lawn yes uh, yeah because it turned out well he was mowing the wrong lawn like he got hired to mow somebody's <laughs> lawn and he got the houses mixed up and so he was oh mowing somebody else's lawn and so does then, the, did that person get a nickname too like mower mary and then oh. there was um there was a a, a pool for a housing development and oh, this I've woman lived one. in a housing development and and they suddenly uh not they there was this her. one guy this and one he guy wasn't, who he and he, he, did, was he like wasn't even son. he wasn't he was just another pool goer he was had no official capacity whatsoever and he's demanding he to see id off of her and yeah, yeah and, and uh he got that's fired. the point i was about to make that he got fired I out of his job though yeah yes. well i thought that was good that was good yeah that was good. i did see that and, but i i the thing that i think is different is that it is individual citizens doing this with and it's so yes, i mean we have the law enforcement issue and the store owner issue but this is seems different to me and i feel like it's that paranoia where people are starting to think we're getting closed in on where our our numbers are diminishing and and these people are coming out of nowhere or especially for latino people you and know we also who, have what, we also have you know our our national leaders uh kind of adding fuel to the to the racism fire yeah right yeah well so what it comes down to though is um that there's for one thing the more we see that it's happening the more other people see that it's happening and i think that some of these people are like copycats they're saying well well other people called on on these black people doing suspicious stuff so um i think i will too and i i think it's spreading it's like being a virus that's going around and uh, well the other thing that social being, media is spreading it being a virus that's going around is is people um pushing back and mm -hmm. and there were even examples in some of the videos of mm -hmm. of and and this was um called out in the in the in the specific article in the nation um that is it was, I guess it's an opinion piece, and they're, they're basically saying that the that social shaming of racists is actually working. Um, because if you even look at the New York lawyer who was yelling at the, oh, um, yeah. the people speaking Spanish at a Taco Bell or wherever that, whatever fast food restaurant it was in Manhattan. Um, I think it was a deli. I think it was a fast food place, but whatever it was, they were speaking Spanish and he was, he just lost his shit and was yelling at these people and threatening to call ice on them or whatever and and then in, and then the someone pointed out that you can see an asian man actually physically standing in front of this one latina woman um who he was yelling at to kind of you know get be a barrier to, to bar you know to you know to protect her a little bit and and then you know, then other people like hired a mariachi band to stand outside his apartment or something. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and I know, like the humorous ways that people have taken to get back at the. That was too. very New York. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah. I just want to I just want to say that as you know, as a white person who who wants who claims to be I, I want to be an ally. I want to be an ally for people of color and I want to be an ally for, you know, for the LGBTQ community and stuff like that. And I want to do it well. So 
you know, when you see stuff like this, it's like, yeah, whip out your cell phone and record the incident. Um, you can also stand up for the people of color, especially if the police show up, because mm -hmm. as a white person, you can talk to them and they'll listen to you without it escalating. Oh, um, remember, remember last year the, uh, the girl on the bus wearing a Habib and, and somebody yelling at her and the guy got in between, between them and he got stabbed. Yes. That yeah. Was that was awful. It's, it's a little scary. That's the thing scary, that it's scary because it can happen too. But I'm, I'm really grateful for the people that are willing to uh, put their themselves in yeah. the midst of things. No, there was. I mean, when the the two guys at the Starbucks, there was a, a white guy who who spoke to the cops who said they weren't doing anything. Why are you yeah. Why are you arresting them? I was really happy in that video that you hear a lot of people saying. Why are they they doing... were doing nothing. What's, right. what's going on? I, I saw the whole thing. No, they didn't do anything, you know. Yeah. And yet, it's... And yet they still got arrested. Yeah, they did. They did. And I'm... Well, that was Philadelphia, it sounds, right? It sounds really ridiculous. It sounds almost regressive. I mean, I'm glad that there was, it wasn't worse, you know. Yeah. It was, it was totally nonviolent. It was horrible, but it was... Uh, I don't know. I think if cops just barreled in thinking that there was an incident in action. They could have been a lot more. Yeah, they didn't shoot brutal anybody. somehow. There were no shots. To, yeah, yeah, you know. Something you said before, Wendy, though, that just put me into the whole idea of um, the people people always thinking about the other, the person who's different from them, and blaming them for what's wrong in their lives. And this this has become something that politics politicians take advantage of and and foment you know and this this racism and this yeah. blame so mm -hmm. it distracts us from seeing what the the Koch brothers of the world are destroying our economy and and the jobs so that people there there's poor white people blaming the black people's taking their jobs that's well, that's been all... going around since the emancipation pro, you know, since yes. the, the oh, yeah, yeah, since the before since... the Civil War. That's that... been around a long time. This that that time, and then Nixon did a lot with that, you know. Mm. Well, yeah, it's it's campaigning. Fear, fear is one of the bigger motor. I think it's the biggest motivator of mm -hmm. the human uh, psyche. So, mm -hmm. um, so politicians that have nothing to say or no real policy or no real anything to stand on will go use fear to to win yeah just find somebody to pick on to blame about things yeah it's very effective afraid. yeah but let's yeah, wrap this up on a, on a positive note yes let's, i was gonna say that i mean i think whatever people can do to talk to their friends you know about these things and point out the problems with calling, I mean, it, how absurd is it to call the cops on a kid who's selling water or wearing someone wearing a t-shirt in a park? You yeah. know, that's, that's... 911's supposed to be for like emergencies, like right. shit's on fire, somebody's bleeding. Mm -hmm. you know? But the thing to remember is that it's easy to look at the most absurd things and think, oh, well, I'm not racist because I would never call the cops on someone sleeping in their dorm. But there may be lots of other little thoughts or behaviors that are in there. And I think when people 
so easily absolve themselves by looking at the most ridiculous example, they're not engaged in being aware of racism and what they can do within themselves and among their friends to, to change it. So I would just say, please don't just look at these stupid things because they happen all the time. And they'll, it, there will be the next outrage on Facebook, but there are lots of smaller examples all the time that are just as hurtful, you know? And as you said, Wendy, on the positive tip, I was thinking about how this Mr. Rogers video was going around um, in the last couple of weeks about how he fought racism in his show in pretty little ways, but like unannounced ways. It was just the people in his neighborhood and he didn't have a lot of people of color that some people have criticized that, but uh, he had Officer Clemens and he had- Officer um, Clemens' a, wife? Yes, yes, mm -hmm. she was there. And there was someone else who was introduced later whose name I'm forgetting, but he <laughs> did just subtle things like, you know, hey, come share my my foot my kiddie pool. What what was the thing he had? It was like a it was, it was like a, a kiddie pool. He was what? soaking his feet in a kiddie yeah, pool. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the idea of sharing a pool with a, a black person was unheard of not all that long ago. You know, and just to be quietly saying, oh, isn't it, doesn't it feel great on a hot day? And sharing a towel and the guy going on his way was actually huge and those were things those are images that people saw growing up in my generation that were just there it wasn't yeah made a big deal of and i think those things are are well, huge yeah, making, so it's, if it's normal and unremarkable it it becomes normal and unremarkable i mean he he was he was uh modeling the world as he wanted it to be Mm -hmm. You know, not okay. there's not enough people who have seen Mr. Rogers. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's a classic. And I want to seek out some examples of this, like modern day examples of this, too. Hi, I'm Robin Renee, and you can find me on the web at RobinRenee.com on Facebook at facebook.com slash Robin Renee Fan, on Twitter at Spirit Rock Sexy. You can find my music on iTunes and Spotify and CD Baby. Hi, I'm Wendy Sheridan, and you can find my website at wendycards.com, and you can get my music at musicforthegoddess.com. It has links for all of the areas where you can find stuff. Uh, and please uh, check out my Etsy store at wendyshandmade.etsy.com. Hi, I'm Mary McGinley, and you can find out more about me at my website. That's marymcginley.com. And I'm also a member of the American Federation of Teachers, and I urge you all to support your local teachers. And there's some terrible things going on with this Janus decision, trying to make the states right to work states which actually means the opposite of what it sounds like and and it's really going to hurt teachers all around the country so please support your teachers they work hard so what are we all reading and watching this summer mm, i'm reading the new york times and the washington post so uh, let's see, what am I watching? Uh, 
I don't know. I'm having this uh, quandary because during the school year, as people know, I'm a teacher, and during the school year, I commute to work uh, where the university where I teach, and I listen to podcasts as I come and as I go. And I do that because if I read on the train, I'll miss my stop, so I have to just <laughs> listen. But uh, I'll end up in Newark. But um, uh, now that school is out and I'm not on the train, I have no time to listen to my podcast, and I, I feel like I'm at flux. The podcasts I like to listen to are um, Pod Save America and uh, Love It or Leave It and um, some other things like uh, Two Dope Queens. And one that's a new one for me is, is called um, The Unofficial Expert. And that, that looks very interesting. I think people should check it out. And what is the unofficial? Is he unofficially the expert on many things? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and okay. I, I haven't listened to a lot of it yet, but uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, it's <laughs> two women. They're very funny, and uh, they're very young. So it helps me as an old person learn what the young people are up to. <laughs> that sounds like a cool one. I might check that out. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm mm. listening to... Uh, how to draw comics uh the, the guys that run um the facebook page and there's a website they just started podcasting uh and they just uploaded their 10th episode yesterday or something like that so they're slightly ahead of us um i i listened to them it's a little called bit. how to draw comics yeah it's like a tutorial-y kind of thing um because i'm an aspiring listening i'm an aspiring comic book artist so Cool. Um, yeah, and and I and I also listen to Pod Save America when I'm on the road for a long time, which is very rare. So I I don't I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, which I guess is weird for somebody podcasting. But um, I've been uh, I've been doing a lot of reading. Um, I have a big pile of fiction. I have to I have to actually finish up the the Hugo nomination nomination reading list so I can vote intelligently on the Hugo Awards for uh, next month. And uh, I watch a lot of television. I watch way, way too much television. But, well, that's uh, because you crochet and knit. Well, yeah, except I can't, you know, it's, it's some stuff you can't watch while you crochet and knit, like anything with subtitles. And, and I've been watching yeah. a lot of anime. Um, and I've been watching, um, I, I, I haven't, I have been kind of uh, flying in the face of Robert Reich's advice. And, and I watched a couple of episodes of The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yesterday <laughs> it's like oh, okay yeah. i'm not depressed enough so let me just watch that i mean it's really good but you have to i have to be in the right right mood um, yeah because yeah. it's really intense and very scary uh especially when they when they do flashbacks to you know when when things were falling apart from like our normal to to their horror their horrible nightmare scenario and, and it and, looks so familiar yeah and uh and i and i just started uh i finished my second rewatch of babylon 5 for this year um and i'm looking forward to rewatching crusade with our friend kevin if he's uh i can mm -hmm. extricate him from his house and um i'm starting to rewatch the expanse again um because i and i'm actually starting to read the books out loud to my husband because he refuses to read anything so i have to read it to him <laughs> 
Yeah, wow. it's slow going, but hey, um, but I kind of want to reread the books anyway. Cause... That's funny, like you're his personal books on tape person? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, basically I'm his personal books on tape, because he wouldn't do that either. Yeah, because I think, I think when I'm reading to him, he kind of like falls asleep, so it's funny. <laughs> I should try that with my husband. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Wow, and I am not so much of a tv person at all although there are occasionally things that i uh i like to check out but i can't think of anything in particular it's like once in a while i would be interested in doing a show sometime where you assign me a show to watch so i can <laughs> so i can uh i don't know have report some back. <laughs> theory or report back yeah or just have the experience of watching some of the things that other people are checking out okay um but i oh, i i you just made me think of something Okay. Uh, I'm giving you an assignment. Watch, <laughs> watch Hannah Gladsby. What's her show. That? It's on. It's on Netflix, and uh, it's a comedy special. She's a comedian from Australia. Oh, uh, it's the one called Nadine or Emma. Na or something. Uh, Nanette. 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 I did watch yes. that. Yes. Yeah. You yes. should watch that, Robin. <laughs> okay. I will check it out. I'll think about it. Funny and moving. Fun. Makes me laugh and cry at the same time. Well, wow. it starts oh. out funny and it gets very serious towards mm. the end. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry I'm interrupting, but I forgot to say something back when I was talking. <laughs> I just watched um, Florence Foster Jenkins with Meryl Streep, and it is fabulous. It is so good. I've never seen Meryl Streep be so good. What, and, um, can you give me a quick home. synopsis? Because I know I watched it, but I'm not remembering specifically what it it's was. It's based on a real woman back in the time of like World War II. She thought she could sing. And so she would sing. She would. Uh, but she's also she really rented, rich, right? Yes, yeah, she was also very rich. So okay. she would. She rented out uh, Carnegie Hall to give a concert. And she was terrible. She was really terrible. And Meryl Streep oh, right. sings terrible so well <laughs> well yeah and it was hilarious and it made me laugh and cry at the same time because she she was so genuine and honest and sincere and she just wanted to please people by singing to them and she just could not hear herself what she heard in her head was that she sounded beautiful and anyway i just thought the movie well that's was why terrific. i couldn't watch mama mia oh well because I don't think she like I don't that. think she can sing anyway. So, you know <laughs> I thought she was typecast. She sings badly very well. Yes. That's funny. Because that's how she sings. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna uh, get hate mail from Meryl Street fans, to? I know. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been listening to some albums that are really classic in my world and I wanna practice i mean i want to continue doing some of that this summer just remembering things that have really moved me um and check them out again actually right before we got the news from Elvis costello i was listening a lot to armed forces which has is just really pivotal in my life i love that album a lot so that's been one i've been listening to some old not so much steely dan but old Donald Fagan solo things, which is interesting. The Kamakuriad album in particular was one. Um, and you know, those are things that I return to periodically and go, oh my God, I haven't heard this in so long, it's great. 
So I've been doing some of that stuff and it's less nostalgic for me and more like music is always vital. And some of these are strains in my DNA, basically. Mm. Some of these, these music uh, pieces have been really, really important. And so I've been doing that. I am a podcast hound. I listen to a lot more podcast talk things than music these days in a lot of ways. So let's see what's happening. There's one that I like called You Must Remember This, and just, she's just come out with a new series. And this is on fact-checking Hollywood Babylon. So the, actually the whole podcast is about old Hollywood and some various stories that go with particular um, actors and actresses of that time and just stuff that was going on in their lives. And it's very intriguing and interesting. And so fact-checking Hollywood Babylon is the current series, which is out. And I'm looking forward to hearing that. The first two episodes are out now. I listen to, on the media, I listen to Pod Save America, like we all do, which is cool. <laughs> um, there's one called Ask By Girls, which I listen to on occasion, and I'm going to catch up with the ones that I haven't heard recently of theirs. They are two biracial, bisexual women who answer questions, they answer advice, they talk about news, they talk about pop culture stuff, they're very funny and uh and interesting, so I do check that out. I like Muller, she wrote, is one that I've really gotten into lately. <laughs> and this is three women who look at all the minutia of the Muller investigation. They, they're very funny, they're comedians, and one is actually part of the administration somewhere, so she just goes by initials AG, she's kind of semi-undercover. Well, she is, she, you, she, you can see her face, I mean, she, they've done a, a public, thing recently, but she can't give her full name or what she actually does. So that's wow. kind of an interesting aspect of it. Um, they, but they have funny things like the Fantasy Indictment League, where <laughs> each, each week they, they guess on the next three people to be indicted and tell their reasoning why, and they interview people, they, they're, they're just funny and, and smart. So Muller, she wrote, I definitely recommend. Um, yeah. And some and I, other things, Beyond Yacht Rock, just, I don't know, weird stuff. Once in a while I listen to, um, what's it called? Dumb People Town, if I'm feeling snarky. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so those are a few. I think um, I, I would like to put up some stuff on our Facebook page um, for letting our listeners chime in on what they're reading and maybe, you know, recommend stuff to us that we can check out. So that would be cool. That would be cool. We'll definitely yeah. post some of our favorites too. You've been listening to the Leftscape podcast. Find us online at leftscape.com, on Twitter at Leftscape, and on Facebook at Leftscape. The Leftscape, the shape of progressive conversation. New episodes every Wednesday.